Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Hello, welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 151. Thanks for downloading. I hope you're enjoying all the episodes. And if you're new to the podcast, go back and... Um, Check out the 150 previous episodes. We've talked about a lot of great songs. We've talked about some uh, not-so-great songs. Um, but we've got a lot of songs left to go. So so make sure you hit subscribe and stick with us. And also swing by Facebook and give our Facebook group a join so you can chat with other listeners of the episode. We can debate um, how stupid my opinions are on certain songs and how um, genius my opinions are on other songs. And just talk about the two bands um, to our heart's content without all the uh, drama of some of the other Facebook groups devoted to these bands. Today we're talking about a Beatles song called She Came In Through the Bathroom Window. It was released September 26, 1969 on Abbey Road as part of the B-Side medley. So if you flip over to the B-Side of Abbey Road, all those songs are joined together. Um, well, almost all of them. I I will debate you on whether Here Comes the Sun is actually a part of the medley or not. But basically, from You Never Give Me Your Money to the very end of the album, uh, it's all one continuous connected track. And this tune comes in kind of in the middle of the medley, clocks in at almost two minutes, um, but is amazingly complete. And it's so complete, even though... Most of the medley is made up of song fragments, but it's so complete that um, Joe Cocker actually recorded a, a really great cover version of it. So despite it being two minutes long, there's a lot of information in this musically. Got great vocals, great guitar work, classic Ringo drums, and one of Paul's best bass lines. And this is on an album that also includes Come Together and Something, which are two of his other greatest bass lines. By the time they get to this point, when they're recording Abbey Road, which is the last album they recorded. This band is musically, I think, untouchable. They are all at the top of their game on their respective instruments and are playing so well together when it comes to building the arrangements of these songs. They all know what these songs need and they know each other's vocabulary so well that you have songs like this, which is kind of an otherwise throwaway song. Uh, you know, this was never going to be a single or anything like that. This was always going to be, at best, uh, album filler, or, as it was, uh, part of this medley. But they're still producing some of their best work. Um, it was actually recorded as one piece connected with Polythene Pam, which precedes it on the album. And you'll notice the instrumentation is identical. The transition is much smooth. It's actually a written transition instead of it just going, you know, from one song immediately to the next song, like Sun King goes into Mean Mr. Mustard, uh, kind of just abruptly. Uh, this song actually has a built-in transition. Um, and so there's no edit there. It's, it was recorded as one song. The first recordings of the song began January 22nd, 1969, during the Get Back sessions. And during this recording, which was basically a rehearsal that just was recorded, Billy Preston's on electric piano. And at that point, the song is much slower and a bit more bluesy 
that would end up being. You can hear the bluesier version on the anthology, and I, I like that version too. It's a little bit uh, groove-wise, a little bit closer to what Joe Cocker would would release um, for his cover. The first proper recordings for the Abbey Road medley, though, began July 25th, 1969. So they sat on this for seven months before they really started putting it together um, legitimately. And being recorded, this is a little bit of trivia, um, being recorded as one song with Polythene Pam marks only the second time that two separate songs, one by John, one by Paul, were recorded as one track. The first one being A Day in the Life, um, where you've got the Day in the Life section, I Read the News Today, by John, and then the Woke Up, Got Out of Bed, which was a separate song um, written by Paul. They would go on to do it again. Um, uh, well, actually, this is an incorrect statement I just made. It's the second released song that um, the band did in this way, where you had one John song and one Paul song. You know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I think this might be incorrect in general. Because obviously we've got, um, uh, I've got a feeling on Let It Be, which came out after Abbey Road, but was recorded first. And that's two distinct, uh, a John Lennon song and a Paul McCartney song. So the difference is, is these are not collaborations. This is not John and Paul sitting down writing a song together like they would with like We Can Work It Out, where there's a John section, but it was written for that song. These are two totally separate songs that have been recorded as one song. But now that I think about it, wasn't um, Baby You're a Rich Man also the same thing? Or were those two John songs? Whatever. It's still uh, uh, a rarity at the very least. This is good podcast material to have me sit here and work out whether I got this fact right or not. Uh, For the record, that little fun fact is from Mark Lewison's book. So he says it's the second time that two separate John and Paul songs are recorded as one. Um, I would say that it's the third time. If you count, I've got a feeling having been recorded before it was um, before bathroom window. Nonetheless, 39 takes were recorded on this day. Um, some of which were retakes of drums and bass. Two more sessions were used for overdubs of things like guitars, tambourine, various other odds and ends. And by July 30th, less than a week after the initial recording began, the band was beginning to work on the mixing of the track. So it it all happened quick. There's a lot of takes, but it all happened pretty quick. And you got to realize too, it's a two minute song and polythene pan that came before. It's not very long either. So, you know, even though it's two songs being recorded as one, it's essentially the length of one regular length song. Um, the song's technically in the key of A major, but it feels more like the key of D because of how the melody structured over the changes. And the bridge, didn't anybody tell her, shifts to D minor. And then, uh, which is not uncommon. I mean, it's not a crazy distant key to shift to and then that phrase ends um on a bar of two and we talked about this a couple songs ago on two of us uh last week i think where you've got these random bars of just dropped beats or added beats or whatever 
And, and I mentioned that Paul didn't do that as much as John and George did. And here we are two songs in a row where Paul's done it. So it's uh, Tuesdays on the phone to me. Dun, dun, dun. That dun, dun. That's a full bar of two. So he lands on Tuesdays on the phone to me. Bum, bum, bum. So you got a bar of two there that gets you into, you know, she said she'd always been a dancer, that little bit there. So like I mentioned, Paul's bass work on this track is unreal. Really dig in and listen to it. Um, you Obviously, the 2019 remix brought the drums and the bass up a lot. So if you crank this on your stereo, really listen to Paul's bass work on it. It is unreal. It's funky, right in the pocket, inventive, um, and yet perfectly stated. I mean, he's doing stuff all over the place, you know, that gong, it's very funky. And when you combine it with the way, you know, the laid back approach of Ringo's drumming, this is uh, a phenomenal rhythm section song just between the bass and the drums. But we can't just dismiss some of the guitar fills played by George on this track either. Um, These fills are tough. They're not easy to play the way George is playing them. You can cheat them a little bit, uh, but to get the sound that he's getting, they are not just throwaway fills. And I think a lot of this comes back from his influence of Carl Perkins. You know, he, you hear hear it on Octopus's Garden. He can incorporate country elements into guitar playing. So this song even though, or these guitar fills, even though they are bluesy, still incorporate some of the country technique. And so what he's doing is he's got these fills that involve skipping strings and using hammer-ons and four-fret stretches all at the same time. And that's a difficult combination to handle at the same time. You know, you can do the skipping of the strings and you can do the hammers, but then to throw in that four fret stretch, you know, you got to, these are not, I would venture probably not improvised um, little fills. These were developed, you know, as they recorded it and got a little bit more complex. If these are improvised, um, I will fight anybody who says George Harrison's not one of the top 10 guitar players of the rock era because these are, and I know they sound like throwaway fills. I've been playing guitar for 25 years. I've been a professional at it for 18 or whatever it's been these are not throwaway standard little fills it's very cool stuff um that i hope you listen to with a little bit more intent next time you you listen to this song and really focus on what paul's doing on bass what george is doing on lead guitar um you know john's rhythm guitar playing is fine it's it's he's a great rhythm guitar player i've heard somebody say he's got the best right hand in rock and roll he, he's doing some great rhythm guitar playing, but it's just acoustic drumming um, and Ringo's drumming. If you take time to focus on that rhythm track, taking the vocals out of it, uh, and then tell me this band wasn't made up of incredible musicians, I will fight you to the death. Because these these guys, like I said, are at the top of their game. And you wouldn't think. You've got an album here that's got Come together, here comes the sun, something, oh darling, uh, you know, very popular songs, 
some of their most popular songs. And yet some of their best musicianship is on Because, She Came In Through the Bathroom Window, uh, You Never Give Me Your Money, some of these songs that are lesser known outside of, you know, people who own the album or the diehard Beatle fans. And I think I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll say it over the next 2000 episodes. The level of attention that this band put into their, I don't know, minor league songs, you know, is remarkable. They could have churned this out and, you know, not done the sessions of overdubs and all that stuff, not orchestrated these beautiful background vocals, not gone back and re-recorded this stunning bass line. Whatever Paul did originally, I'm sure was fine. The guy is one of the best bass players alive. I'm sure it was fine. But the fact that he went in and redid it and and honed it down into this funky masterpiece for a triple A song is remarkable. And it shows the 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 quality and the care that they put into their work and how important it was for them that all the songs were the best that they could possibly do. You don't get the feeling very often that they just kind of threw it away and, and it was done. And on the songs that they did throw together fairly quickly, a lot of those, it's like, well, what would you have done to improve it? You know, sometimes they got it perfect in five or six takes. Sometimes it took 40. But the fact that they took 40 plus takes um, for She Came In Through the Bathroom Window, a two-minute chunk of a medley, I think is really cool. So go listen to this one. It's on our Spotify playlist. Um, But I encourage you, if you've got it on CD or you can play it through some higher quality speakers than your cell phone uh it's worth it and i haven't heard the 5.1 mix of this album yet um i heard the the dolby atmos sergeant pepper and was blown away i yet to listen to the 5.1 mix of this one but i'm sure this song really shines on that in that context because of all the layering because of you know the funkiness and all that kind of stuff so go check it out. Let me know what you think. Email me at kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. Call me at uh, 925-494-1739 or join our Facebook group and uh, get a conversation going about this specific track. All right. Thanks for listening. Make sure to swing by iTunes and give me a five-star rating and review. It helps us a ton. And uh, if you are enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep it ad-free and updating, I know we missed some updates um, recently. Some of that was because I was uh, having issues with the RSS feed. Some of it was because I was having a a baby. So we have a new son in the Fry household. His name is Harrison. And um, every now and then you might hear him crying in the background of these podcast episodes. But uh, we should be back on track for our daily updates now. So if you'd like to help keep us uh, uh, ad-free and keep the uh, updates coming daily, you can do that just by subscribing on Hero Habit for $4 a month. Comes out to $0.20 cents an episode, and um, that helps us a ton. And, I mean, you can do that two or three times if you're really feeling generous, but $4 a month. Um, and if every listener that is downloading these and enjoying these 
uh, was to do that, we can, uh, we can keep this thing going on forever. All right. Enough about that. Thanks for listening. Um, I appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy. See you at Facebook. Bye. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes. You know, I got through that whole episode and didn't even talk about the inspiration of writing it. Um, I'm sure most of you have heard the story before, but if you're still listening, uh, Paul actually had his house broken into. uh, and this teenage girl broke in through his bathroom window, got into his house. Uh, I forget what they stole, but there was some thieving going on. Um, she could steal, but she could not rob. All right. So that's it. Now we're done. Bye.